0: The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there there's spoilers and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to Twenty Dollar Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Savages. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What up, Jason? Not much about you, Kerwin. Good man. What are you drinking? It's an ice cold Visa. Also with us is Mugga. What up, Mugs? Yo. What are you drinking? I got a tall can of Michelob Ultra. Making his return is Rich, what up Rich? How's it going? I'm good man, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking this trash ass bang, (laughs) cherry lemonade. Don't do it. Two episodes in a
0: row. (laughs) Yes sir. Oh man, and uh, making his return also is Jordan. What up Jordan? Hey Kerwin, thanks for having me back. Of course man, Uh, what are you drinking today? Today I got another Frosty Guinness. Nice today we are talking about savages released july 6 2012 it stars taylor kitsch uh, blake lively aaron taylor johnson benicio del toro demian bichir uh, salma hayek emil hirsch and john travolta it is directed by oliver stone and it is distributed by universal pictures now let's talk about our experience with savages mugga what's yours did I watch it with you, Rich?
2: I think was, we were living, we were living together and I had saw the trailer, wanted to watch it. And I just, one of those things where then you purchase it and I just watched it at my house, not in the theater and really enjoying it. Um, I do have some connections to this movie because it takes place in Orange County area where places I've served and all that. But, uh, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it at home and then I've recommended it to other people, you know, but, uh, did not see it in theater, but I did see it at home, and since then I've watched it a couple of times. This week I obviously watched it to review, but uh, saw it at home, enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my experience. Nothing too crazy, but but yeah, saw it at home. Jordan, what is your experience? Well guys, I want to take you back all the way to two nights
3: ago when I saw this movie <laughs> for the first fucking time. Uh, I had heard about it, and uh, I understood the premise of it. You know, two guys you know, take on uh, the cartel to get the girl back, I'm like, this sounds really fucking familiar. And then I I realized this movie is like Double Dragon, the video game. And I mean, if those two main uh, characters, uh, Chon and Ben fought at the end for uh, for O, then I mean, that would have been it. But uh, yeah, a couple nights ago was the first time I watched it.
0: Jason, what's your experience?
4: I think I watched this for the first time, shoot, maybe six months ago. Whenever it came on Netflix, I think I watched it. I think I might have watched a little bit of it at House. This was one of those movies he kept talking about that was really good. We need to watch. And uh, I think we only watched part of it. Anyway, uh, I watched it again Thursday night. Uh, this is one I did not fall asleep during because it was the first movie I watched. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, and, yeah, it, just watched it on my own. No, no,
0: no big experience. Rich, what about you?
1: Well, oddly enough... Um I used to work in the oil fields, and I've actually had this movie for about a decade. Never saw it. So it was one of those where it's like it was never chosen. Um, But I did fully watch it uh, last night. And, um,
0: yeah, we'll get into that. But, you know, go savages. My experience with this movie, uh, did not know this movie existed, um, until, uh, I think Mugga suggested it, i uh, and then, uh, after that, I'd kind of seen it on Netflix here and there. Um, I watched it about a week ago and, um. Not impressed, I'm guessing. Well, you know, we'll get there, you know, we'll get to <laughs> Tokyo eventually. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my experience. Seen it for the first time last week. Mugger, what are? <laughs> you gonna us. I love it. I love it. Mugger, it is with the financials.
2: So I, I'm going to start off with obviously the financials. This movie had a budget of 45 million. It did almost double that for the most part in the box office. A little over 47 million for domestic, internationally, a little over 35 million. So it's bringing in around 82.5 million. So it does successfully make its money back, and then some. Um, DVD sales, little million, uh, with, uh, sales um, a little over $11 with the Blu-ray sales, a little over $3.5 so we got some more money there. Um, the Weekend, and I, this is the first time this ever happened, I usually either use the website Box Office Mojo or the numbers. It came in at number four. The reason why I'm saying that is that at number two is Ted, but number one, it just says N, and it doesn't have a movie. So I don't know what happened, it's weird. I I can show you my list of what I've copied and pasted from the numbers, but that weekend, unless you guys can find another site, I don't have a movie. It says there was a movie at number one, but it doesn't have the title.
0: Was it The Avengers?
2: No, The Avengers is in theaters at the time at number 10, uh, sorry, number, Number 12, sorry, number 12. That was his 10th week in. But Avengers was still making money. You had movies like Men in Black 3, that was number 16. Um, That's My Boy, you guys ever see that movie? With Adam Sandler, I thought that was yeah, really entertaining. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, number, yeah, yeah. I did watch that. Number 19, um, but uh, Avengers was at number 10. Um, you had Ted at number 2, and Brave at number 3. Savages at 4, My, Magic Mike at number 5. But again, the number 1 movie, it just says N. I don't know what the hell it is.
0: Dark Knight Rises.
2: I I don't know. I, I'm gonna try to look up what we're doing this because I was really confused. I'm literally trying to do it right now. I'm not getting good service on my phone, but uh, but yeah, I was really. I've never seen this happen before, but uh, it, it, it did make money. Um, again, opening weekend a little over 16 million, almost doubled in the theaters. A little bit of DVD sales, but uh, but yeah, not not too much going on here for this movie. But it, it was a success. But yeah, it was the financials. I was just gonna say Dark Knight Rises is. no is it number one? Yeah. I don't know why it doesn't have it on. The Amazing Spider-Man was number two. It's got to be The Dark Knight Rises. Then I would, I would, I would think. Did it come out beginning of July?
0: I think it was like June fifteenth or eighteenth. I think. So then, yeah, it's probably that. So yeah. it had to be, yeah, especially with
1: twenty million on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To cause make, a, yeah, yeah because Amazing
0: Spider-Man came out like July second, I think, if I remember correctly. Jason, uh, tell us what the people thought. Uh,
4: according to Rotten Tomatoes, 50% of the critics liked it, with an average rating of 5.8 out of 10, with 195 reviews. Audience, um, 54% of the audience gave it a 3.5 or higher, with 3.4 out of five stars for their average rating. So, 15-54, pretty close. How do you guys feel about that, uh,
3: that rating?
2: I like this movie, I think it's a little low, but I'm gonna get outvoted in the group, I think. You guys are quiet.
3: I, I honestly think that's probably a pretty accurate, you know, you're you're probably going to run into two kinds of people, people that liked it and people that didn't like right. it.
0: So. You mean people that liked it and people with taste?
4: <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right. So just a couple quotes that I found um, from some reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. David Harris gave it a, a fresh rating. He writes for Spectrum Culture. He says, it's gory. It's horribly flawed and it features some pretty bad acting. Yet, Savages is fun and exciting if you don't take any of it seriously. That's a fresh rating, And quote. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, Richard Prope's from The Independent Critic uh, gave it a rotten rating. It says, Savages all too often feels overly stylized, emotionally manipulative, and detached in the worst of ways. And the last one I wanna read is from Brent McKnight. He says, and he gave it a, um, a rotten rating. He says, Savages winds up a charade, almost a spoof of the kind of movie it claims to be. It wants to push buttons. It wants to incite debate. It wants to have something to say and be more important than it is. But there's nothing behind it. I see Kerwin nodding along as I read that. Uh, (laughs) According to IMDb, they gave it a 6.5 out of 10 uh, with over 126,000 reviews. Uh, With the demos, it's interesting. So... It's six point five. Um, like I said, overall, uh, among male and females, average at six point five. The funny one that's an outlier. There's one review from a male that's 18 and under and he gave it a three but other than that they're all pretty similar smart kid
3: probably because he had to watch that sex scene with his mom
2: (laughs) i'm missing something i cannot believe you guys don't like this
3: no i'm just reading the reviews no no
2: i'm talking about these guys oh
0: yeah well don't don't spoil the episode yeah god. anywho that's the reviews let's go behind the scenes on savages let's talk about the director and writers Director on this movie is Oliver Stone. Uh, Other movies he's worked on are Platoon, Wall Street, uh, Born on the Fourth of July, shout out to Tom Cruise, Uh, U-Turn, and Natural Born Killers. In addition to Oliver Stone, the writers on this movie are uh, Shane Salerno and Don Winslow. Uh, Shane Salerno, in addition to screenplay credit, is also an executive producer on this film. He's worked on Armageddon and Aliens vs. Predator, Requiem, and he's also a writer on Avatar 4. If that ever fucking comes out. Then we have Don Winslow. Uh, He's worked on a few of the same projects that Salerno did, uh, including the TV show UC Undercover. He and Salerno are good friends outside of their professional work, so they're buddies. Uh, More (laughs) importantly, however, uh, is that this movie is based on a novel written by Don Winslow titled Savages. This novel was released in 2010, and there's also a prequel novel titled uh, The Kings of Cool. He's actually from the Laguna Beach area, and he says that you can find Ben's, Chons, and O's everywhere. He says, quote, you can flat ass guarantee it. Um, You also are feeding a significant Oliver
2: Stone masterpiece, any given Sunday. Also that as well. I don't like that movie anyways, but it's not a masterpiece. (laughs) I just wanna throw it out there. (laughs) Um, Uh, You know why I hate that movie though? Is because- So stupid. No. This reason's dumb. Go on. He knows. I cannot buy into a movie when you're doing a professional sport and they have like their own made-up league. So they could not get the rights to the NFL for that movie, from what I remember. And so that's why you have like the what the Miami Sharks and uh, it's just it's like no, come on, you got to use like like when you watch Disney Invincible with uh, the Mark Wahlberg, it's like it's the Eagles and they're playing the Giants and the Cowboys. I I can when when you have that fictional like. League, I, I just can't buy into it. How is that stupid? It's like you already like, Well, this is fake, done. Well, like, I mean,
0: what about uh, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember yeah, the movie yeah. well, The
0: Dark Knight Rises with that football team. That they have. I, if we ever review
2: that, that's a trash. the, the Gotham, what is it? Globetrotters, yeah, on it's on. so <laughs>
0: stupid. I can't, I can't even remember the Adam Sandler movie we just did. Um, Happy Gilmore like yeah. when they had the fake PGA like no I, that's a real PGA no but I thought like, well, well they say the like Tour. green jacket yellow yeah, jacket yeah they, they do matter. have a
2: fake major because they didn't want I forget what did we what was the reason I remember that they, why they couldn't actually oh, they wanted like to go to like the, the masters lang- or, the something. or something the language or something like
0: that yeah uh, but yeah that's, a, that's another classic back to savages <laughs> I <laughs> guess yeah um On why uh, Don Winslow decided to write his book, Savages, Uh, he says in a FilmmakerMagazine.com interview that one day he was in a bad mood, he sat down and wrote Fuck You, and that was the first chapter. He ended up writing Ophelia's opening lines and pretty much wrote the rest of the book from there. Uh, He says in this interview that a few weeks before writing his book, he actually got sent a video clip of seven decapitated bodies because he'd previously written another book about cartels called Uh, The Power of the Dog, and he says that somebody sent it to him because they thought he might appreciate it. So what happens in this movie actually happened to the writer of this book. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Winslow previously had one of his other novels adapted to film, and that was 2007's Bobby Z, that had uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Paul Walker. Uh, He says he was always reluctant to get heavily involved in the making of a film adaptation of his books until he saw that movie. And he said that on the four-hour drive home from the screening that he didn't expect this movie to hurt that much. So he felt the pain, like, all the way home after watching that movie.
3: So did we. You see Bobby Z? No, I was referring to uh, sandwiches. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, And uh, after his experience with Bobby Z, he decided that uh, he'd get more involved in uh, his film adaptations moving forward. Uh, What happened was that, um, you know, on Bobby Z, the studio pretty much ignored his input because he was, quote, just a novelist and they were actually filmmakers. So he kind of let them have their way, but obviously that didn't work out. Movie didn't really get great reviews, so he got his buddy Shane Salerno, buddies, and together they worked on a screenplay that would be true to the original work of Savages, and that working relationship was much better. So he had more input, he was more involved in the process, actually wrote the screenplay, etc. One major thing that changed in this movie was the ending. Uh, the original ending, where all three characters die, you know that hallucination, that is actually the real ending of the book, where uh, Ben dies and Sean and O give themselves adrenaline to kill themselves. That is actually the real ending of the book. But Oliver Stone decided to change it to make an ending where everybody makes it out alive. He didn't think the original ending felt right. So that's one of the major things that changed from the book. How do you guys feel about that?
2: Well, that's a trash of mine, the the actual alternate fake. And I, I didn't really like that. Mm-hmm. I wish you would have just gone with one and showed it that way. Whether you go with the book. Or you go with what you decided i didn't like that i didn't like that at all
0: yeah it's kind of like we haven't done that at all this entire movie so to include that tactic yes. at the yeah. very end just felt like it came out of left field why do i always say left field most people hit it to left field most people are right-handed why don't we say right field what the fuck anyway we should start that yeah say right field like most most people don't hit it to right field um let's move on to the cast we got a taylor kitsch as john Chan mcallister Chan is a dumb name
2: When we reviewed this when I, I thought his name Was Sean The entire time mm-hmm. And when I found out I was like "Chan, Like I've been Wrong the entire time And I <laughs> like this movie You know
0: So uh Chan, um, He's also Gambit In X-Men Origins Wolverine mm-hmm. Jason um, he was also Horrible movie. <laughs> he was also John Carter in John Carter from Mars uh, as well as uh, Tim Riggins in Friday Night Lights uh, according to Wikipedia Oliver Stone cast kitsch after watching 30 minutes of Battleship to see if he was leading man material he's also in Lone Survivor Yes, yeah. with, that's uh, what I'm thinking yeah. of yeah, Lone, Survivor. Lone Survivor okay. he's also with Emile Hirsch in that movie too yeah. so yeah uh, Trevor Donovan, who played Teddy Montgomery in 90210, auditioned for this part. You know, Although he lost out, Oliver Stone decided to write him the part of Matt, which isn't in the novel. No idea who Matt is. He might be one of his war buddies. Who knows? Uh, Taylor Kitsch performed his own stunts, and he received training from real Navy SEALs to prepare for this role. Then we got Blake Lively as Ophelia O. Sage. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was originally attached to play this character, but she dropped out to do The Hunger Games. Uh, other actresses considered were Olivia Wilde, Abby Cornish, Amber Heard, Teresa Palmer, and Lindsay Lohan. Olivia Wilde would have been good, I think. Yeah, I think so, too.
2: Not Lindsay really Lohan.
0: Why not? No. She's a mean girl? Is yeah, that there why? Go. there you go. Okay, yeah. Uh, Lively had to take firearm training for this role, and uh, when writing this novel... The original you know source material shout out to holly um don winslow said that he wanted to flip the traditional dynamic of a man having two women by giving her character a relationship with two men he specifically states that quote if you see a guy with two women he's cool because of it nobody calls him a slut nobody calls him a whore so i just wanted to have a woman character do that uh I wanted a woman character who was unashamedly in charge of her own sexuality and uh he wanted to make it a point that the two men she's with are okay with the relationship and not emasculated by the dynamic of the relationship um about the sex scenes in the movie Blake Lively says in a THR article that uh, quote it's not as exciting as it looks on screen there's just a bunch of crew members walking around and a bunch of naked dudes walking around and it's just awkward uh Taylor Kitsch also says that the whole thing was awkward as well He'd only met Lively about four days before rehearsal started. They barely had any time to get to know each other before doing the sex scenes. And according to IMDb, they shot all the sex scenes within the first week and got those out of the way first. By the end of it, Taylor Kish says, uh, I was just glad to get it over with. So, I mean, I can understand that. It's just like, hey, we're acting together. Now we have to pretend to have sex for a week straight. Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so yeah. I agree. Uh, then we got Aaron Taylor Johnson as uh, Ben Leonard. He's kick ass, and he's also Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Uh, he's also recently cast as Craven the Hunter in an upcoming Sony Spider Man spin off movie. So, you know, another comic book character. And uh, he's also the husband of Fifty Shades of Grey director Sam Taylor Johnson. So that movie just keeps on popping up. Other actors considered for this role were Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Yep. Tom Hardy. James Franco and uh, Garrett Hedlund so you know Sean Legacy the star of that movie Tom Hardy would be good uh, you don't
2: think so? he
0: could be Sean, Chon. I, could be. Oh, Sean, yeah. Sean I guess for sure. yeah
2: because yeah. Ben is more of your like yoga like earth kind of, yeah I get what you're saying yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Chon though I could see him as Sean yeah Sean yeah. yeah. Legacy I'm gonna call him Sean I'm not gonna say Chon anymore during this podcast <laughs> yeah.
1: I think Ben would have been good by uh who's the star from um, That 70s Show Ashton, Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher? no Topher oh Topher Grace so there you go
0: okay yeah Venom yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. no we don't speak of that <laughs> uh, next we have Benicio Del Toro as a Miguel Lado Arroyo treasure yeah if you don't know who Benicio Del Toro is I don't know what to tell you um, but in case you don't he's most famous for playing DJ in The Last Jedi the dude that sells out Finn and Rose to Captain Phasma his most famous role
4: that's his most if, famous role I are you fucking
3: high no, you
0: mean to he's tell he's me he's weird. in other stuff no, that's his... That's that's his not, that's <laughs>
2: all, I mean, that's what I recognized him from. Isn't it crazy that he's in the Star Wars universe and the MCU? Yeah. Uh, he's the, um, the, the, the collector, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, then we Are have, we not
4: going to talk about Fear and Loathing or anything like that? No, no. we're oh, good. Okay. Like I said, I, I still
2: see. think in Snatch, he's great. Ooh. Ooh. Snatch, yeah. Snatch, he's
0: fucking badass, dude. Sicario, he's great. Yeah. Ooh, here, here,
2: he's really a villain. I mean... He's kind of not, but he is. But
0: is he? No, he, that's what I'm
2: saying. He's kind of not, but he is. But he's an asshole, dude. Oh like, yeah. the guy is a complete
0: asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love it. Um, yeah. So, Last Jedi. Um, and then we get a, uh, we got John Travolta as DEA agent Dennis Kane. Uh, he's you know Face Off, Swordfish, Pulp Fiction, Saturday Night Fever, and Greece. Do I need to say more? You know, um, actually, I do. Uh, John Travolta stars in the music video for Pitbull's song Three to Tango off his 2019 album Libertad 548. John Travolta? You just make that up. No, he's real. he stars in a Pitbull music video Yikes. doing no, the he tango. Doesn't.
2: You're telling me.
0: We're going to we're going to take a break and I'm going to show these guys this video. Hold on. And we're back so guys can i get your opinions on this uh john travolta music video by pitbull rich trash i don't
4: i i don't i don't like mr worldwide very much and then uh i'm glad you're so formal with it i am uh he should be addressed as such i mean you guys you love him so much for the aquaman song uh Ocean to Ocean. I mean, come I, I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's a, it'll get you wet. But it was weird. I don't know. I, I thought it was Pitbull. Like, if, if I'm watching the video for the first time not knowing any of this, I would think it's Pitbull. I mean, it's it's interesting.
2: Um, but yeah, I agree with Rich. Trash. I, I cannot believe that. We're supposed to be talking about savages, and there's nothing. Or you guys, it, <laughs> we're talking about a Pitbull video right now that has John that's, that's all we got? <laughs>
0: <Like>. Yes. <laughs>
2: okay.
4: All right. <laughs> But let's move on. I think we're on his research. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, I fucking he, he I, watched the movie. He's like, man, fuck this shit. He's like, yeah, there's some people in it. Let's fucking get to trash and
0: treasure. And I'm like, Jesus, all right. No, I, I, I dug, I, I dug pretty deep. I'm like, I'm lie. messing with you, man. No, but like, it, only like, a little bit though. No, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was, I was hoping I wouldn't find anything. And then, you know, as you, as you think it's over, you find more articles and more articles, and you're just like, fuck. That's how I felt about this movie because I kept finding shit. Um, Next, we have uh, Salma Hayek as uh, Elena Sanchez. Uh, she's been in Desperado, Dogma, Wild Wild West. Uh, she's also set to star as Ajax in the upcoming MCU movie The Eternals. But, but, most importantly of all, she's in Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2.
2: She's in uh, Wild Wild West? Yeah. 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 I got to watch that again. Then. I just saw Will Smith and I probably turned You don't it off. remember the one oh,
1: with
0: man. the backflip?
2: No. I, oh, you're yeah. missing Desperado. I just said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. But
0: Grown Ups, too, though. Oh,
2: Desperado's, like, mm. she is just, she mm. takes her vitamins in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Someone is, can fucking get it. Oh, man. God.
0: Even Once Upon a Time in Mexico, she looks pretty good, too. Yeah. 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 Um, so, regarding her part in this movie, uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Zoe Saldana were also up for this uh, role at one point. Uh, according to IMDb, her character is loosely based on uh, Veronica Mireya Moreno Carreon, the first female cartel or plaza boss uh, known as La Flaca. Uh, plaza is a drug trafficking area, um, but yeah, this is one of the first female. Uh, drug trafficking Mexican bosses. Mexican yes um, and the only bit of info I could find on, about this person was on uh, insightcrime.org uh, she was captured by authorities in 2011 but I couldn't find much else on her um, and uh, other than that I guess her and Blake Lively are good friends in real life according to the Hollywood Reporter and that's all I Could Really Find. Then we got uh, Demian Bichir as uh, Alex Reyes, the guy that they torture in uh, Light on Fire. He's appeared in a whole bunch of Spanish language productions, uh, but some of the other works you might be familiar with are uh, Machete Kills, The Hateful Eight, Alien Covenant, and uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which just came out this year. Hateful Eight, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah
4: he's the dude that does the horses and stuff, right, uh, with Samuel Jackson? I've
0: never seen that one. Bob? So. I, I have never seen Hateful Eight. So, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. No, but like, yeah, if, if he's in it, yeah, he's in it, yeah. No you you guys have seen, seen? Hateful 8, no, right? I, yeah. I, yeah, Hateful it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you guys are leaving me hanging out here. Like, yeah. yeah. Bob. Yeah, it's <laughs> Bob, yeah. It's <laughs> Bub. yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Emil Hirsch as a spin, speed racer. Enough said. Uh, we already talked about Lone Survivor, uh, but he also appeared in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Sharon Tate's ex boyfriend, uh, Jay Sibring. The dude that invites them over for drinks after, at the very end. Uh, you know, in real life, of course, you know, the character he plays was murdered along with Tate, but in that movie, you know, they survive and he invites Leonardo DiCaprio over for mm. drinks at the end. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's another role. That's he plays. That's a whole other conversation, too, oh, about yeah. the ending of that. Yeah. Oh, that, that movie is a, easily a five hour episode. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. When, I don't know if I want to touch Terrence I, in those movies. I don't know if I want to either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or we could do like a retrospective and make it short and sweet I like it yeah Uh, then we have uh, Joaquin Cosillo as uh, El Azul Uh, so when I first watched this movie as soon as I saw this dude pop up I was like yo that's General Medrano from Quantum of Solace you know he's also been in a ton of uh, Spanish language work but he's also appeared in uh, Narcos Mexico uh, Rambo Last Blood and he voiced uh, Scorpion in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yeah And uh, he's also in uh, the new Suicide Squad movie as well. So I think he's playing another general type character. But, Still can't believe how well that thing's doing, man. Is it still at 100%? I think it's like 90-something. Yeah. Uh, And then lastly, we have uh, Uma Thurman as Paku. P-A-Q-U. This character, Paku, was supposed to be O's mother that she keeps mentioning throughout the movie. But her scenes were cut from the movie, according to IMDb. I was gonna say Uma Thurman is not in this movie. Yeah, She's okay. not yeah. Yeah, but got like they're all cut out. Um and that's it for Savages. Like that's there's all you got. Huh? There's there's minor stuff about locations. Like they filmed yeah. they filmed in like Malibu and Santa Monica as opposed to actual Orange County in some really? in some places. Wow. But there there's not a lot for this movie out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why I had to make so much shit up. We got a pit bull video. There you go. So, yeah. That's it for behind the scenes. Now let's get into Trash and Treasure. Uh, Mugga, what is yours?
2: I'll start with my trash. I, I don't have a lot. It's, it's kind of weird when I watch I really enjoy this movie. And when I watch it, I just go through it. I'm like, I don't have any trash or treasure. I'm like, kind of digging. Trash, I don't like Blake Liley's tattoos. I feel like her butterfly on the right shoulder as well as her travel band kind of looks trashy. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. she went like, I want number 32 right here. You know what I mean? I don't, uh, I just thought <laughs> it looked horrible. Um, I don't like how Oliver Stone does the whole color filter change when it's like you're kind of out of reality, but you're kind of, I, I don't like that. Like when O is like being drugged and it's like a green, t- I, it is, it is. Um, The biggest trash that I have is the alternate fake ending. I don't, like, Kerwin, you said, pick one or the other. Like, if you're going to go with the book, fine. I would have totally been okay with that. Or, hey, scrap that. This is the ending you want. Um, I just, we didn't do it at all the entire movie. And then you do it, you're like, what the hell? And it's almost like you kind of get upset, you know, which it did, like, take down my rating. Um, It's not really a trash. I just get super... It's so much anxiety when I see the death scene of Alex in the cartel knowing that he is innocent in a sense of what they're accusing him of he's a horrible guy you know what I mean as far as the cartel but the way he dies do you guys at all rank this as like a top scene and I'm going to follow that with another question as far as death what is worse this death scene or Joe Pesci's death scene in Casino I, I look at that I'm like if anyone were to go out like that that's like the worst way to go out right and I just I just I don't know like I look at this as like I mean what's worse You don't know see what I'm talking about right Where you get through with the baseball bat in the and course, cornfield yeah, just of the course. Like I get anxiety I'm just like If anyone had to live their life At the end of like that Of any one of these deaths I would just be I don't know That's just crazy to me
0: But is it worse than like Being forced to watch Savages?
2: there it is okay well (laughs) well I I I mean mean,
4: outside of like Saw movies I guess it's probably one of the worst things like outside of like a horror movie
2: see these movies like you're not only getting tortured but you know hey the end is going to happen like and you're it's just inevitable. and you're right there, like and saw so, like you can kind of get out of the puzzle. I guess here it's like, hey, Joe Pesci, we're gonna kick your brother or your cousin's ass. Here it's like, hey, we're we're gonna burn you. We we just need you to confess to what you did. Otherwise, we're gonna go after your wife and children. You know, and I, I don't. And then being burned, a lot, it just it gives me a lot of anxiety to see that death scene. So it's kind of like. A trash but it kind of goes into my treasures um, I don't want you to think that I hate tattoos I think John's tattoos are pretty good I think it's very like just it's like right there I mean I think he has like a plan whereas Blake Levy's like just put it there I don't know so the opening scene of the cartel where you hear the chainsaw and all that I think it sets the tone like hey you're gonna start seeing some brutal shit I mean I, I really like how they start off with that and then it goes to paradise with Blake Lively's like background telling, I think you guys are gonna call that trash. I actually enjoy it because I feel like her view of how they all three are together kind of makes sense. Like one guy is the muscle, he's got the PTSD, and as well as the other guy is like more passionate, and this is how they all make it work. And I I don't know, I kind of like that to where now, you're really rooting for them. You're on their side, and you want everything to win. Um, their house is badass. If I could live that lifestyle right on the beach with that place, I mean, that's pretty pretty kick ass. Um, I uh, love.
0: I see what you did there. Yeah.
2: Okay. I didn't mean <laughs> to do that, but ass. I see it now. Okay. Um, I, I love when they're driving to. Uh, uh, I think it was was it Chula Vista or wherever they had to drop off their first Chula drive. All of the signs, the freeway signs, I've been to like all those, a lot of them are in San Clemente, where surf spots that I go to. So I kind of like that. And maybe that's why I love this movie because I have a connection to that area. But uh, I, I still think my biggest treasure of this whole movie is Benicio del Toro's character. Like I am literally terrified of him. Like if he came to my door with his crew asking if I wanted my grass cut, I would be terrified. Like I like what the hell are you gonna do, man? Like are you gonna take out my knee or steal my sandwich? Because that's what he did both times when he went to houses, you know. Like, I mean, take off the tomatoes, you know. It's like the guy is just crazy. Like you don't know what's going through his head, you know. But
0: I mean, he could just be there to cut your grass. I mean, he might just no. he might just be in a good mood one day. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's my trash and treasure. Jordan, what is yours?
3: I'm gonna start off with uh, my treasures, and uh, my first treasure is Selma Hayek. Oh yeah! I mean, good God! I don't know how old she is in this movie, but again, did you like her wig
2: though? She, uh, no, yeah, I didn't like that either. No, I, I, didn't I still like, would.
3: I didn't like the wig. Um, But until she tore it off, I didn't really think of her as wearing
1: a wig. Uh,
0: No, I knew that she was a wig from scene one. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder
1: if that was the hairstyle of the chick that she's supposed to be portraying. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, okay. So the picture I saw of her, um, well, obviously she was in custody. It was a headshot. So I I don't have a good gauge, but she did have like medium length hair, like pulled back in a ponytail, Mm -hmm. I think, or like a bun. But like, I mean, that's after in custody. So she might have been like a wig wearer or something, but I don't know.
3: Selma did, I think, a fantastic job. Every scene that she was in, she really commanded. Uh, She was the center of attention. And I mean, you could really feel how she like, drew the respect and the fear uh, of these men that she surrounded herself with to do her bidding. Um, I think she's actually one of the only two people in this movie that had any sort of real character development over the course of the film. Uh, Again, as she started, she was just this bad bitch cartel boss and then by the end of the movie she was just a mom that wanted her daughter to be safe and sound um and to you,
2: i do like how she develops a relationship with blake Lively, but then knows when it's business she's got to go back into that character she's like no make her watch i told you this could get ugly i, I do like how your, your character like you, you you keep going like this girl don't fuck around you know what yeah. i mean like I, I agree with that yeah
3: uh i and i totally agree with that i think blake lively is the first kind of chink in the armor you know uh, as soon as she kind of starts to socialize and talk with Blake Lively I've noticed a dramatic change in that like that bad bitch mentality to more of a sympathetic character it's kind of tough to feel a little sad for her because you know she was really the person who put herself in, in the predicament at the at the uh, end of the movie um, but uh, yeah uh, just fantastic my second treasure uh, was the the action the gore scenes you know um, they put some money behind it uh, when they were torturing Alex and his eye was, like, oh. hanging out. I mean, that is some from good... A whip, yeah, from a whip. A whip. Yeah. That is some good special effects. Uh, and while I, you know, didn't appreciate the grotesqueness of the, of the scene, I appreciate the effort and the energy that they put into it. And then lastly, uh, the chemistry between Chon and Ben I thought was really there. Um, and in fact they actually made mention to of it into the movie uh, where Selma Hayek's character Elena yeah. basically says like they'll never they'll never love you as much love themselves exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and I and I really kind of felt um, felt like that Ben is the other character that I felt had a, a bit of character development you know as he's kind of starts off as this hippy dippy character and as the movie progresses you see him turn more into a Chon type yeah. with setting the guy on fire and then kidnapping the daughter and being you know complicit and all that kind of stuff Chon I mean just he was just fucking Chon you yeah. know
2: like he was all about fucked it. up from day one he, I, I mean
3: there was Sean. <laughs> Sean we're calling him Chon Chon um <laughs> let's let's get into the trash here we go so the um I'll, I'll start off with the small ones the fucking b-roll of all the plants growing I'm like why I, I i don't i don't really get that and then your black and white uh, slash yeah. random color scenes like that yeah. uh, 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 that didn't really under i didn't really get that one of the things that i and i know this is nitpicking but where the fuck is Magda going at the end of the film? I mean, bitch, you are in a fucking desert, okay? You take your mom's necklace and you just run out. Uber doesn't pick up out there, okay? You need a ride, and that's DEA or whoever the hell is coming in to pick your ass up. Plain and simple. This movie straight up starts off with the fucking rough dicking. I mean, just going to pound town. And And I took that as, like, by the end of this movie, Everybody's getting fucked in like one way or another, and that leads me to the uh, one of my biggest trashes is uh, the ending, which you touched upon. I hate that dream sequence bullshit. Um, Pick an ending and stick with it. You know, that's stop trying to you know please everybody, which is what I really um, uh, I think that Oliver Stone was trying to do, and it was just it it, it, didn't work. Yeah, yeah, it was really uh, irritating. And then lastly, the biggest trash is the character of Ophelia. I did not like Ophelia. She was just way too unbelievable from the get-go. And in my personal opinion, kind of uh, established herself as an unreliable narrator. And for those of you that don't know what the unreliable narrator is, it's a trope where You know, you don't know if the person telling you the story is full of shit or not. And make no mistake, this is Ophelia's story. I mean, she starts off, and her whole, like, just because I'm talking to you now doesn't mean, like, I'm alive at the end of the movie. It's like, get the fuck out of here (laughs) with that shit. Um, She's very hard to feel sympathetic towards, obviously with the exception of the rape scene, which was, you know, it's terrible. Um, But she's fucking super entitled, like, self-proclaimed hippie. She's fucking, kind of that not, yeah. Yeah. Is that not Orange
1: County? Oh, it's straight up. <laughs> straight up I mean? Orange County.
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, very stereotypical. It comes from money. Banging two dudes at once. Going shopping Orange whenever County. she wants. Free um, weed all she wants. Free yeah. weed. <laughs> I mean, this chick is so entitled that she makes fucking weird-ass requests of her kidnappers. I mean... As a prisoner. As a prisoner. She's like, can I get a fucking salad in here or something, please? (laughs) Is it always pizza? Yeah, always pizza. How about some fucking internet access so I can talk to my friends? You know, I'm just like, you are kidnapped. Why are you asking that? Um, Seems like a reasonable request. (laughs) Yeah, you can monitor me as I fucking go to town on, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue online or whatever it is. So early on in the movie, she's she's kind of chatting with Sean and Ben. Sean, sorry, Sean. Sean. <laughs> Thank you. Sean and Ben, and they, they talk about a movie called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but the premise is two uh, it's like a it's a western movie. Two robbers, they meet a girl, they are trying to escape to uh, South America, and they end up going down in a hail of bullets. And and she she expresses like the desire. To kind of live that life. So fast forward to the ending part.
2: I should have ended it that way. Boom,
3: boom, boom! It's it. Yeah. They're they're going out in like a hail of gunfire. It's basically everything that she wants, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Yeah, that would have been awesome." <laughs> But here's how it really happened. And fucking DEA comes swooping in and like nothing else. <laughs> they're they're off to a fucking island that they talked about in the beginning of the movie. This whole kidnapping shit was just a slight fucking detour yeah. to their end uh, to their end
0: destination.
3: And I just I, I couldn't. I couldn't. So yeah. Those were
0: those are my trashes. Jason, what is your trash and treasure? Okay.
4: I'll, I'll go. That was pretty good though. I, it's hard That's to hard follow Yeah. 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 Because my first, my first trash is man butt. There's a lot of man butt in this <laughs> beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, we don't see Blake Lively naked, but we see a lot of man butt. So it is what it is. Can we, um, can we get a, a breast? Can we get something? Something, man. Can I, we touch a titty? Fondle yeah. <laughs> Fondola fanny. Come on, man. Yeah. And it's like, my second trash is, correction, two man butts. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of man butt in this. <laughs> um, like... They don't work, man. I'm sorry. The Threpple thing I think is stupid. I don't know why they put it in here. I think it's dumb. Where I really thought it was dumb was where O kisses both of them. Yeah. One after another. I'm like, negatory. Like, this is not happening. Um, Fourth Trash is Sean is a weird name, and I fucking hate it. So that's we I call him, fucking Sean. So, again, I said this in Demolition Man, but they say the title of the movie in the first 15 minutes again within the first 35 minutes, and again within the first 57 minutes. Now, the narration says it a lot more towards the end. I just gave up after 57 minutes. Uh, I don't like when they say the, the title that many times. I just think of Family Guy and Peter Griffin uh, I just in the movie theater. Oh, look, hey, hey, they said it.
0: You see, they said, I, I can't do it. Do we have a savages count by any chance? Wow. I, I, I didn't look it up But I was also doing The same thing as UJ Like by the end I was just like This bitch is just Gonna keep saying the title like, Yeah
4: I, I would say It's at least Six times If not seven times yeah.
1: That she said. Was he it. referring to The cartel itself like, after the beheading and stuff, right? Just so in
2: general. I yeah. kept talking about right? So,
0: like, the first time... I forget what they say. I think it's I think it's in... Uh, it's during her narration. It's during their narration. And then it's also during the, I think, the video scene. Like, doesn't yeah, Chan. Yeah, right? Chan says it. And then uh, when Benicio is talking to the younger dude... He says, savage. He says, yeah, yeah they're great. Right. Because they, they're,
2: they're living sense. a different life than they are. Right. And they can't understand each other. Yeah, and you like, just
0: said it in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. Benicio says it. And then um, then they have... Uh, savages don't make deals ben after they learn that ophelia has been kidnapped and then uh when blake lively describes the definition of savages at the end and then she also says for now we'll live like savages beautiful savages and i'm just like we fucking get it yeah yeah we get it yeah but if
2: we had to pick the best one i think benicio del toro when he's like "Uh, maybe she's doing them both as savages the way he says it Yeah. yeah hispanic accent i thought that was cool yeah, the other one is just like, shut up.
4: Yeah, I, like we get it. It's the title of <laughs> the movie. Shut the fuck up. Um, shut the fuck up. Uh, I, I agree with you guys. The gritty, like black and white shots, yeah. it took me out of the movie a little bit. I, I get like, trying to make it gritty, but then it's like, we cut to like this crystal clear scene of like the ocean and shit. And it's just like, no, stop. Uh, the score was awful. Um, so they're driving with 300 pounds of, of marijuana in the car. Use your turn signal. When you change lanes Or you're going to exit the freeway I thought the same thing Why the fuck do you not use Your goddamn turn signal Like you should be 10 and 2 Or 3 and 9 However, however Whatever however you guys drive <laughs> How, I, I, You know what Because 3 and 9 What about air, 10 and 3 Airbag deploys
2: yeah.
4: Then you don't hit your face Exactly 10 and 2 yep. You might hit your face The airbag yep. deploys That's what I'm saying yep. Depends who you are I'm more of like A 6 o'clock person I just hold it from the bottom That's just me Maybe But Mr. Spock <laughs> on the side of the steering wheel. <laughs> but again, I like, why not use your fucking turn signal? I'm like, come on, dude. I think one of the big, not trash, but I, I, it's kind of a trash. I just, I hated it when Benicio
2: kills that kid. It's sad. Are you saying it's a trash or it's kind of? Yeah,
4: it's sad. I, I
2: don't, it's I sad. put it in my trash, but it's, I just felt bad. I was it like, is, you know, you feel really, because you're attached to that kid, but. I, I said treasure for the movie. It is though? because, because you know it shows I mean? you yeah. how vicious the cartel is. Right. Like, hey,
1: you're, hey, too, you're you too emotional. Soft. Boom, boom. Yeah. And I, I'm going to touch on that too. For, okay. Yeah. I don't
4: so I, I didn't know where to put it, but like, I just, I feel it. it's, yeah. it's a good assessment. Um, they're narrating throughout the movie besides the beginning. I like the beginning part. Stop. Like, stop, stop doing it in and out sporadically okay, keep throughout going. the yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Just stop. Like, we're done. <laughs> No, I'm done, so we're done. Uh, John Travolta, it's a trash, man. You don't like him? Nope. I think he tries too hard in this movie. I think he really tries too hard. I think we're really... I wrote this down in the scene where Benicio comes to his house. Lost me.
2: Yep. Up until that point,
4: I like him. But when he gets to the house and...
2: Well, he's confused, dude. He has no idea. He acts just like the other lawyer. Yeah, he he has no idea that Benicio's character is working with Azul and he's in like he's like I think in like scramble mode of like I gotta improvise to save my life no I I get it and and he's about to die like unless I, he does I, the right thing
4: I know but when he's talking about like hey you came here my two daughters are here and he's like what the f-? and his like voice gets super high and I'm like it takes me out of it and I'm like stop really it feels go back and watch it it's overacting it's yeah I, long, I, 100% percent
1: I literally, and I had this written down too, I just, I didn't understand it. Like, I disagree with you guys. It, it was just like... It, it he's good. He's good up until that point, right? Yeah, it's but it, it could have... It's did, different. It, that whole scene could have been done differently. It, it, I get why you had to put it in there,
2: but the way he reacted to it, like,
1: oh my God, what are you doing here? Yeah, oh. Like... And he's like...
4: Is, is
2: it's just everything. I, I, I would like know. to see a cartel come to your guys' house, and you
0: guys. You want a cartel no, to come, come say, to our I'm house, and you like?
4: Well, thanks, feel folks. Like, like, I feel like, like, I want you to be happy. You <laughs> want to see a cartel come to my hey, house? Hey, bro, that's you're that's being,
0: you're that's being that's a real Sean right, right that's now. It's that's what that's happens that. when you disagree
3: with him. We'll send you a cartel to your house.
2: I, I just feel that like right, Sean. it's supposed to. It's supposed to show him off guard. as like, like, it is out of character. He's like, he's like, what the fuck is going on? But you're a DEA agent. That is about to either die or make a deal to make him even
0: richer. Have you
1: ever seen CSI? No. They'll catch him.
0: I'm more of an NCIS person, but...
1: Yeah, still catch him. Yeah. Did it
0: open the door? Law and order. Okay, catch but him. I will say this, though. Regardless of his reaction, I felt like he was overacting in this movie. That's
1: exactly what yeah. I felt. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially exactly in this part. He's like, trying too right. hard to steal the scenes. The
4: other times, even after the fact, he's okay.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: but just this scene, it... I don't know. I didn't like him. It took me out of the movie. Was there ever a scene that John Travolta was in in this movie where he was essentially in charge of the situation? Because it just kind of seemed like he was a bitch. The entire movie. The no. end.
4: I the, no. The end. The mm, only yeah. time mm. when he's like, "No, I want 3 million No, I, like I think, that's oh, the only okay. time. No, I okay. think yeah, when
2: he wanted three million at yeah. the little fish taco stand. Yeah, yeah, works. yeah, 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 that, yeah. Fine, go get it. It's in the car. Go get it. I, I think he was in control there. Okay, but, but that's yep. because he made the deal with Benicio del Toro's character of like, all right, here's what I got to do. To get shit,
4: I don't know. It's- no, no, I, I get it. I'm. I'm not, it, it's a trash, but it's purely because of that one scene in the kitchen. Yeah. It just took me out of it. Um. So that's that's my trash treasure. Like you said, mugs. House is badass. I love that. House. Fucking awesome. house is so cool. Benicio and his mullet. I just fuck. I, I dig it. I think he's intimidating. He's scary. Um. He has a soft side, but he's he's an asshole and he's yeah. he's dark man. I I think it's 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 he does a good job with it. Um. Uh, when they go to visit the cartel the first time, when they're about to rob all the money and stuff, the the millions to try to get O back, I think it's well thought out with the snipers and everything. I don't know, just the level of detail that they had to do it. I think that was awesome. Uh, I think Emil Hirsch was like, I don't know. I wish they could have used him more. I yeah. really do. I, yeah. I like him, man. I, I think one of my favorite moves with him is, is probably Alpha Dog, but... Like he he does a good job. I wish they would have used him more, but he's he's definitely a treasure. Um, I don't know if I like Selma Hayek or not. Mm-hmm. I like her. I think she's she's a good character in this movie. I, I like that there's some some reality to it too. But it's tough. The wig I think throws me off a little the bit. The wig does. Um, I don't know. I I, I put her in as a treasure, but it's just I don't know. I, I go back and forth with her. Of course the shootout scene at the end well the first end. The first ending. First end. Yeah, I I, th- I, I like that part, but I wanted to ask you it's my last thing was which ending would you have preferred? So like let's say there's not two there's not alternate endings, which one are you gonna go with?
2: The original shootout. I would have said the shootout until I heard Kerwin say the book is the way it originally was, but I don't. It's not gonna be climatic at the end. It's just like oh they all die. I don't know but after watching the original you're like oh fuck it they lived
1: you get what I'm right. like, yeah, saying right. it ruins the end it's, of it's the almost
2: like they, like, the fact that they put us in this position for you to ask the question is like a trash right like it's kind of bullshit it's just like, like, like I wish they would have never like you should have just showed us one ending whatever one you wanted to go with and we then analyze that
0: what if they flipped it oh, like they all went home and then they flipped it to actually we all died. Actually. I'd prefer that, actually. I, I yeah. kind of would have liked that if, that's like her, if that's her, her yeah. final thought yeah.
3: as she's right. laying there dying. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Yeah, I would have gotten I my like that for sure. Better. But the fact that like that first initial ending, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is dope. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And, and then when she was like, <laughs> and I said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. Like it just threw me completely off and I was like, well, they live, but let's go ahead and write this out to see how it ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just took me back to where it's like, what's the point of showing me that 1st ending?
0: There's no stakes in this fucking movie when you do that. Like, this, like these guys are in over their heads. They've never fucked with cartels before. Yeah, one guy was in the fucking Marines or in Afghanistan, did a tour, a couple tours or whatever, but it's just like you're bringing down an entire organization. No, two organization. guys could take
2: down the cartel. Yeah, so,
0: so I'm just 100%. like I was like he's got some friends that got guns and shit that would the Avengers
2: couldn't like, take down the cartel. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just
0: like I'm like there need to be actual stakes here. Like these two like and one of them doesn't even do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we see the evolution of his character to your point, Jordan, and that's great. But like, I think that it, it is absurd that they don't face any true consequences for their actions. Like, nobody on their side is killed or dies, ever. It's always the cartel side that dies. Alex dies. Benicio dies. They manage to kidnap the daughter. Like, oh, gets her fucking Uber Eats request anytime she wants it. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, the fact that they face no repercussions for any of their actions is fucking dumb. I hate that shit. Like, there need to be some consequences for these main characters who are stupidly and idiotically going up against this massive organization that does this shit day and
4: night. I even think it's dumb, too. Like, when they're – the scene I was talking about, too, that was in my treasure about when they go steal the money, it's like the guy walks up and says, you're messing with the cartel. I still don't even see someone – from the cartel saying something like that. It and just, that's,
1: that's one thing that I literally have as my trash and treasure is because... Well, we can move kind of, on to
4: yours if you want because we'll, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. go ahead and
1: throw it in there. For me, even though Selma Hayek was a good cast for this role, she's not a boss. And the reason why I bring that up is because um, Benicio Del Toro, as cynical as he is, why is he afraid of her when
2: she's so soft? You get what I'm saying? Like it threw me completely off. I don't know if he is afraid of her because I think he wants to take her down, but I think he's somewhat loyal because I I think it shows like when she says, did she say you suck on my titties? titties. I think she's the one that brought him up. I I understand that. I hundred
1: percent understand that. But the thing is is that But he's overthrowing
2: her in the movie for the most part. Going he's snitching. He's also going with her rival. Like he's like, fuck you, you're fucked. I mean But
1: that's what I'm saying, like if if you know you're gonna make that pivot, like why are you sitting here listening to her? You know what I mean? So you you're, just killed. You're not,
2: you're not believing the scene where she slaps all of them and says, hey, it's coming out of your pocket. Exactly. It's, it's like, why don't these just, guys like, fuck you? Exactly. You know? yeah, and I then
1: get. all of a sudden, like, you know what I mean? She's being soft towards your prisoner. Like, that's to me, that's not a boss move. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just throws me off of like, if you're this badass, hardcore, hey, cut off her fucking finger, the cartel's not going to say, oh, wait, stop. Ever. Not you know me. what I'm saying? Like, regardless, they're going to say, oh, you didn't listen to me. This is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why are we trying to push the limits of her being a boss when realistically, she's a fucking employee?
0: There is a movie where they do the finger-cutting thing. And they said, uh, I forget which movie it is, but it's just like, every day you don't comply, we're going to send you a piece of your girlfriend or your wife. And they send a finger, a finger, a toe, right? like an ear. like, And it's a package. I forget which movie it was. It's not that old of a movie, but like they're about their shit in that movie. And in this movie she doesn't do anything exactly yeah
1: exactly she's all talk you know what i'm saying like you're blowing smoke on my ass and if i was you know ben or chon i would be like hmm, this bitch don't mean nothing you know what i'm saying and if they were real drug dealers like they claim to be or part she of gets really life. soft
2: when it comes to her daughter right yeah. really soft but yeah. you're you're soft like she, about
1: somebody who doesn't have no connection with you yeah you get what i'm saying so yeah. it's like it's not like she had real close personal ties with her daughter you know what I mean? And yeah. even her daughter's just like,
3: eh. Well, her daughter was thought to be dead in like the beginning
0: of the movie. What was the point of that? I think what happened is that after she kind of got like ousted from wherever she was or whatever, um, like her other kids and family members were killed. Like they talk about her husband, I believe, and like her son. But I think that her daughter was reported dead. She knows her daughter's alive. Nobody else knows her daughter's alive. And I think that's her one, her one kind of. Uh, backup plan or whatever is that like nobody will come after my daughter because they all think my daughter's dead she's actually in the US I think one of
4: her sons is alive too because she talks about how the son was in charge Mm -hmm. but she took over and like he's pissed at her for doing that too so I think there's still one son alive and then which they don't really discuss after that one line I think and then the daughter yeah okay that makes sense
1: okay so just to continue that to me
4: just real quick quick. it's Sean stop saying Sean It's not Chan, it's Sean, okay?
1: Oh man, I don't think I'd bring him up anymore anyway. All right, perfect. Um, We shouldn't. I guess a couple of my treasures, uh, intriguing start to the movie, right? You got literally drug sex on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like that's pretty much the opening scene. I thought that was pretty dope. And it kind of drew me in to say, okay, what's this gonna be about, right? Oh, even though I didn't really care for her character, if you look at it, she's the MVP. She's the pimp in the whole thing. She really is. You know what I'm she saying? She gets yeah. like, the best she, lifestyle yeah. of Right, anyone. out of everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. getting well taken care of. She's going to go to, quote-unquote, Thailand or whatever. You know what I'm saying? On a free ride, basically, because these two dudes are so in love with her. Right? Yeah. I thought it was kind of disgusting that, number one, she didn't show a titty. Um, <laughs> and she literally kissed two guys in the mouth just right after, like... Back to back. I would have told her, go, bitch, go brush your teeth. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Gross. Time out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did think there were some over exaggerated uh, drug kingpin like stereotypes kind of in the movie. Um, I didn't really care for it, but like, I get it. You want to over exaggerate it, whatever. Um, lively spit in Benicio's face. That to me was just kind of like. It's got to be real, right? I mean, it, and then it, and he wipes right, it with and then her he hair. Tasted oh, and oh God. yeah, yeah like, oh taste my it, gosh! Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. You know I mean, what
0: I mean? Some people are into that.
1: Yeah, and trash. Uh, trash. <laughs>
0: <yeah, laughs> professional porn <laughs> stars are <laughs> into know that. What I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I thought that was kind of weird. We already talked about um, Selma Hayek, and like I said before, I liked the original ending. If it would have ended like that, I would have been completely happy with it. What I did not like. And I thought this was trash and I had to do some digging on it due to legal reasons. They use fake marijuana plants. I thought that was the stupidest shit ever. And then they, like you said, Jordan, they had that whole montage of weed growing and stuff like that. Like you're showing me plastic. Yep. What's the point? You know what I'm saying? So it's like I thought that was stupid. And for me, any weed related movie, I always think of blow. I think that that's like the baseline of what a movie should be right? Because if you think about Bo, Bo started off with them selling weed and then they got into you know, yeah, everything goes to jail and he gets it, a degree right, in cocaine, yeah. Right, but it's like you gotta live up to those standards I thought it was more, it was too much of the, you know, hey we're weed dealers and we're the heroes and we stay the heroes, we all stick together kind of situation, like no if you're dealing with the cartel, there's gonna be some deaths on both sides you know what I'm saying? There's gonna be some wins and losses and it didn't seem like there were any losses other than them losing 300 pounds of weed for money. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I didn't understand that. And to piggyback on that, Jason, if it was a black dude driving that van, 100% pulled over. 100%. 100%. But, like you said, they didn't use their fucking turn signal. And you're down in Chula Vista?
2: come on you know damn well they're getting pulled over tell me that scene doesn't like give you like anxiety just watching that I mean you don't know what's gonna happen right then and there right I, I, I thought it was a good scene
4: there's two scenes that give me anxiety in this movie that's one of them the other one is right I after like the dying. first heist oh. no no and uh, Ben shoots that guy and he has blood all over his face and stuff and he's oh, freaking man. out yeah. Yeah. and then Goes like throw up. and Sean's telling him to uh, Sean no Sean Sean is telling him to like calm down and he's like freaking out, and he had to pull over, and he throws up, and he's like, dude, we can't pull over right now, and he's like, no, I'm gonna fucking blow chunks, or not, you gotta pull over. Like, that, I don't know why, but that scene gave me anxiety, too. It's like, you gotta calm down, you gotta chill. Sean is not real good at like, you know, massaging this guy's back, like, hey, calm down, dude. Yeah. Like, he's just like, dude, stop, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. No, God, I'll stop now. Yeah, I, thanks for telling me, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, there's some other things we can talk about, but Go
0: ahead, girl. <laughs> uh, my trash. Um, I, okay, this movie reminds me a lot of uh, the Ridley Scott movie, The Counselor, uh, which I personally think is a much better movie that kind of deals with the same thing. You know, Despite the reviews being worse for that movie, I feel like The Counselor better elaborates on and conveys the consequences of being in over your head when dealing with the drug trade like in that movie every main character gets fucked because they have no idea what they're dealing with they think that oh we got money we'll be safe we're fine we don't need gangs we have you know accountants books and all that shit and they're all fucking dead by the end like i think that movie's much better at at doing what this movie is trying to do um i have orgasms he has wargasms really what the fuck i can do better than that uh his name is chan but not john or sean But like, Chan, seriously? Like what kind of name is that? I wrote that down. Like if we're gonna name him Chan, could we at least give Ben a name that rhymes with Cheech? I don't know, Screech? I don't know, something. Um, I'm actually kind of bummed that there's no black people in a movie about weed entrepreneurship. But I Thank guess, you. but I guess we were all in prison at the time for doing the same thing that everybody's doing now. So, that's uh, one thing I wanted to call out. Uh, Dutch angles, not a fan. Also, the random lens flares and high-pass noisy shots with the crazy amount of grain in them, and the black and white shots. Pick a style mm-hmm. and stick to it. This movie is all over the place, uh, thematically, story-wise, visual-wise, storytelling technique-wise. You know, with the rewind at the end. Like, pick something and stick to it. The music is melodramatic john williams danny elfman score one moment then we got a fucking s club seven music video five minutes later and it makes no fucking sense like it looks like a disney channel original movie trying to be a tarantino flick it just it can't pick what it wants to be and then you know are we trying to be an mtv pop movie that's trying to be dark or are we actually gonna go full-on cormac mccarthy with this shit like pick your themes and stick to it. You can't be like easy breezy one moment and then decide to be all dark and gory one moment like the juxtaposition makes sense like having the bright colors with the with the dark story that makes sense but like they they are afraid to cross whatever line and stick to it and go deeper and further into the movie one of the reviews you read jason said like a movie that's trying to be much smarter like it's not prepared to actually deal with a lot of the shit that it wants to deal with i feel like that about this movie and i'm gonna compare it to the counselor again like i feel like that movie actually goes deep into that shit like shit gets worse and worse and worse and they and fucked up shit happens i feel like with this movie Especially because of the ending, it it makes everything like for naught. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we're getting this like happy, easy breezy ending at the end, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like we haven't, like nothing's been accomplished in this movie. There's been no consequences for our main characters. They're so lucky to get away scot free, and there's literally nothing. There's like there's like no adversity that they had to face. Like other than black dude getting shot in the car like none of nobody on their side died like nobody was lost and you know speaking of that as soon as they said you know Hayes go with her go to go with her to the mall and I was like oh he's black he's dying and then three minutes later he gets shot in the fucking car which I I thought was stupid yeah um too much narration at the beginning way too much like you said Jason she doesn't stop narrating until 13 minutes and 30 seconds into the movie I thought I was, like, listening to an audiobook. Like, it was that bad. I thought I was listening to a podcast. Like, you might as well have us overlaid on top of footage of this movie when you watch it. You know, Travolta throwing food in his car. I don't eat food in my car, personally. Uh, so I don't like that he just throws food in his car. That shit's gross. Um, no, he throws the, the, the cup, too. Yeah. Like, he just yeah, the, tosses yeah. the, no, the yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... like there's ice in there still. like driving a nice caddy. It's, it's a like, soft lid. Just, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Like, like, I'm just like, I don't even eat in my fucking car. So for him to throw food in his car, I thought that shit was gross. It's pretty careless. Yeah. yeah. I don't even let my mom eat in my car when I drive her. Like, no. Like, she knows the rules. Travolta, you need to know the rules, too. Stop hanging your balls in front of people. And <laughs> stop doing the tango. Then the deal. Take the fucking deal. After the deal... You know, alter the deal so that after three years, these guys can take your business. If you really don't want to fuck with them, just accept their deal and say, hey, instead of us just making money after three years, why don't you just take it after three years and we never have to deal with you again? You have to realize that they want your knowledge, which is why they're only taking 20%. Like, how dumb do you have to be? As soon as they rejected that offer, I knew everything was fucked. Ending aside, you know, these guys knew. Ben came back to the U.S. from Africa the day he arrived. Do you really think that they're not going to be able to find your asses? Like, just look at how paranoid you are at the damn restaurant when the dude drops the plate and you, and you hide under the table. Like, y'all are not prepared for this shit. And then the night before you want to take off, you choose to get high and have a threesome? Like You gotta have a clear head. Prepare, yeah. yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then after they have the threesome, Blake Lively is just like uh, asking them what their plan is and what would happen to her if they all got caught. And these motherfuckers have no idea what they're doing. And then she decides to go to a fucking mall and they let her go to a mall. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't have shit already. You need to pack up and go. And you're gonna go shopping? Like, you're gonna go to fucking South Coast Mall or whatever, South Coast Plaza or some shit? Like you are gonna be at Sunglass Hut? You're gonna be at H&M? You're gonna go to Abercrombie? Like, what what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what the fuck? Like, that shit is so irritating. And then, you know, when Salma Hayek is on the FaceTime call with Ben and Sean, John, Sean, whatever, Sean, uh, and tells her guys to cut off two fingers, you know, off of uh, Blake Lively's character, oh, the guy holding the shears to Blake Lively's hands is wearing the same work gloves that I wore as Stater Brothers. So I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's not really trash or a treasure. Um, the fact that these guys tried to run, so like Ben and Sean tried to run with Ophelia, then the cartel kidnapped Ophelia and they're offering a 70-30 percentage split as opposed to 80-20. Like that's actually very nice of them. Like if they really wanted, they could have just taken 100% of the profit in exchange for Ophelia's life the cartel is too nice to these guys too nice like no consequences for them you know aside from that there's a lot of angel of death imagery in this movie you know the grim reaper decoration on benicio's truck when he kills that couple the giant rosary when ben and sean sean uh park to make the weed drop off in chula vista uh when ophelia is talking to the camera and salma hayek is putting uh the face lotion on her uh while she's getting dressed like she has like the white uh, face lotion all over her face. So I thought that was, you know, pretty cool to kind of have that recurring imagery. And then, uh, so we get to the, the kill mission, right? Where they uh, steal the money or whatever, or they kill the guys at the drop off location. Why even let Ben go on this kill mission? He's never, not only has he never killed a person or done anything like that, he's never even been in a combat situation. He has zero training. He's a liability. If Ben is the brains and Sean is the muscle, the brains should not be involved in this type of shit. He like, also gave him an
2: out of like, are you up for this? Kind of like you probably shouldn't go, you know, because yeah, you're you're a liability. I don't there was no reason for him to be there. You
0: know? Yeah, like like let the fighters fight and let the people with the brains stay at home. And they There's, also said
2: at the very beginning, ninety nine percent of the time Ben does what he does, Sean Chan. I'm saying Shauna is there for the 1% of that dirty work that needs to be done in order to have it all go yeah. so why is he at that gunfight you know
0: yeah like let the fucking fighters fight there's a reason Zordon and Alpha stay at the command center and fucking Power Rangers like let let motherfuckers fight uh, killing este- Esteban I thought that was unnecessary and so unceremonious like I feel like that should have been a bigger thing in the movie. I actually liked his character. Like, he was one of my favorite characters because I felt like he was going through the most change and to kind of off him in that manner was kind of bullshit. I love tomatoes. I know some people don't, uh, but John Travolta eating a sandwich that just has ham, cheese, and tomato. It's like, you gotta have it lettuce on there. You can't just have tomato. You gotta have tomato and lettuce. Fuck's wrong with you, bro. Uh, This movie is long as fuck. This movie should have been like an hour and 50 minutes tops. I paused it an hour... 43 and there was still 27 minutes left like i i was like dying watching this movie um same thing i think we all kind of mentioned i don't like seeing john travolta beg you know as a child of the 90s like this man does not beg in his movies he's like the fucking alpha on screen you know what i'm saying like so seeing him beg and debate for his life against benicio just came off as funny to me like cast him in in a role that has weight to it you know what I'm saying but you know like you mentioned that moment where he does say like oh um, I got three million in the car and he says get it then that's like the one time in the movie where I felt like he had any sort of leverage and then uh, immediately after John Travolta says fuck Elena we see a shot of a roller skater or roller blader you know going down the beach and they can't break in front of a person walking they they, they, hit the wall they crash into the wall and as somebody who skates fairly well I can only imagine how much that hurts your shins so I'm just like learn to fucking break learn to break like or have breaks on your skates to begin with um going on to my treasure uh or things I noticed uh one laptop per child that was one of the first design projects I worked on in college so it was cool seeing that in the movie it's like these like laptops you send to other countries to help kids learn uh Benicio Del Toro always great in every role he's in like he can sell you any fucking character and I think he's honestly like one of my top ten favorite actors of all time period yeah. um, you know, when Ben is trying to buy out Philia from Sanchez's custody, uh, she says, like, I put her value at $15 million, And then he's like, we're too small for that amount. And I love when she's just like, well, grow up, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you're you're in the fucking game. Of course, there's no follow through because you suck at doing whatever you're doing. And one of the moments that made me laugh the most is when, like, Selma Hayek she's talking to Benicio Del Toro and she's just like, I had to come all the way to Gringolandia <laughs> and, oh, and yeah, you thought I wasn't was going to notice this shit? Like, as soon as she said that shit, like, I paused the movie and I was, like, fucking dying. I was I was fucking dying laughing at that shit. Um, she, I also like her performance. I don't like her character, but I like her performance, the way that she's able to com- mm. convey, you know, the masquerade of being in charge as well as the vulnerability with her daughter.
4: That's a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: and then, um, ending sucks, you know, I... I wrote down, like, wow, I'm glad that they all died at the end. Finally, some consequences for these three. They can't get out of everything. That was literally what I wrote in my treasure. Maybe this movie's not so bad after all. And then immediately after, like, we get the fucking rewind, so... I thought this was a treasure. (laughs) No, it was. I I wrote this in my treasure as it was happening, and then the rewind happened, and I was like, fuck this movie. But that's my trash and treasure. So you're giving me a good score. Yeah, yeah. I'm up high, so... That was it for Trash and Treasure. Let's move on to how much we would pay to watch Savages. Mugga, what are you paying?
2: I, I, I might be the highest of the whole group, but I think it's a solid movie. I, I got to give it not a high or low, but a solid 10. I, I, I think it's something I would recommend I will watch again. And that being said, I think I've got to do 10. and I'm going to go 10.
0: Jordan, how much are you paying? Uh, that's a tough one, but um, I think at the end of the day, i got to give it a five.
3: While I appreciate the, I'll say A-list talent that they brought in with some Hayek and uh, Benicio Del Toro and John Travolta, uh, just the way the, the movie was pacing, the character development or lack thereof, it was really tough to stay engaged with this movie. And I know the general consensus is the ending was terrible and the, I agree. I think if they would have just stuck to a single ending and not tried to please everybody, they would have uh, done a much better job. So, because of all of that, I think I'm going to have to give it a
0: five. Jason, what are you paying?
3: Uh, I think with mugs, I, I think I'm
4: going to go ten too. Just, I, I understand there's a lot of issues with the movie, but I think for one, Benicio del Toro, he just. Yeah. Kills it. I think he does a great job. I, I feel it um, with the brutality. Like it's something unexpected, and they they go pretty far with some of it. And I, I, I liked that part. Uh, again, the the double ending at the end. I have mixed feelings with. I don't know if I hate it as much, but I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I would give this a five. I I, I got to go ten. I think I got a
0: solid ten. Rich, how much are you paying? Well given the
1: time um given the characters given the plot and all that good stuff believe it or not uh i gotta give it a 10. and i only because number one it's a drug movie number two you could tell it's based in california yeah you know what i mean and it just it intrigues me and it invites me in i'd be pissed after i see it but i'd give it a i'd give it a a decent 10. i think Kind of to piggyback on Jason, it's it, it's too good to be just a five, you know what I mean? There's a little bit more to it than just to be a five dollar movie. All
0: right, uh, me, I'm paying zero. Um, I think I think that this movie is trying too hard to be something that it is not. I think this movie uh, cannot figure out what style it wants to go with. I think it's trying too hard to be that that a uh, generational quintessential drug slash crime, you know, crime movie where it's it's trying too hard to be a pulp fiction type movie and it's not clever or smart enough to do so. I think that um you know we talked about this earlier but I think like these these uh protagonists get off way too scot-free and they have it way too easy. And I was close to giving this movie a five. I was gonna give this movie a five when I saw that ending and I was like oh Okay, you know, that, that is a satisfying ending. They got in over their heads, shit went awry, they can't win everything. And then when we have the rewind, which was not included in this movie at all, like that aspect of that narrative technique was not used at all in this movie. And then we, we get this, you know, happy ending for everybody. And then to find out that the director changed the original ending of the novel... It's infuriating because, like, I had a tough time watching this movie all the way throughout. I didn't care about any of the characters except uh, Esteban. Like, he's the only character I really had any sympathy for. And to a degree, Salma Hayes' character. I love Benicio's character, but at the end of the day, he's just kind of the muscle or whatever. But I just felt like the main characters are so fucking uninteresting. And then we kill off this guy and just... I I don't know. This movie's trying too hard to be something that it cannot. It is not prepared to fully deal with what it is that it wants to showcase in this movie. And just... It was at a five. And then that... The reversal of the ending just made it unforgivable. Like, if if that was the original ending... If the happy ever after was the original ending... Maybe a five. But the fact that they, like, pussyfooted and backed the fuck out... The fact that they backed the fuck down and showed us both endings fucking man up and show us what ending you want to choose like Oliver Stone if you want to go with the happily ever after ending just go with it just go with it don't show us both endings and try to satisfy everybody cause if we've learned from the rise of Skywalker pleasing everybody doesn't please anybody like trying to please everybody is gonna you know is you're shooting yourself in the foot so I'm going zero. It was out a five, but that ending fucked it up. What I had one thought too,
4: like minus the two eddings, endings. So let's say they both get there, they both trade, and like the last scene we see is both women walking past each other.
0: Oh, movie, to get the dark. movie goes black. It goes I, dark.
4: I'd be fine with that, even. So we, so it's left because there's some movies we've, we've done where it's like kind of left. Like, to interpretation. yeah. Yeah, and it's like, hey... well, use your imagination. Yeah, it's like,
0: what do you think happens after this? Yeah, I think think that would have been better because I feel like the... You know, we have O talking about her mom the whole movie. Then we get this woman, Elena, who has her daughter kidnapped. And then they form this natural bond between... They have a mother-daughter type bond that is forming. I wish the movie delved more into that and it had more meaning at the end of the movie because i feel like by the end none of that shit matters like there's no final confrontation between the two and there's you know there's this uh narration that goes on with uh, blake lively how she keeps saying my boys and my men and this and that and i kind of feel like wouldn't it be great if ophelia was actually the leader of all this what if what if she's actually the head of the guy's drug game. Like the the guy's drug uh, enterprise. Like that would have been more interesting. If she was the actual brains of the outfit. Or like she, she got them out alive. Because she negotiated with Elena. Or she changed Elena's mind. Or her and Elena developed a mutual respect. Or the two guys die. Elena's men die. And then the two women come together to agree. Like okay. We're either in business or we're not. Or something like that. I feel like there's so much... Um, heaped upon both of these female characters that by the end they don't fucking matter like we start off with O, elena is the is the drug lord for this cartel and every character besides them has so much to do besides them and i feel like this is the most natural relationship that should occur in this movie a mother and a daughter and then they bond through the kidnapping thing, and they they come to some sort of mutual respect because we see it. She gets the steak. She gets the salad. She gets something other than pizza, whatever. She even brings her out, and she's open to talk freely to lamb her. Lamb chops, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the lamb <laughs> chops, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, something is happening here, and this is what I'm interested in. And for that to go nowhere, like, pisses me the fuck off. I'm like, you're, you're bringing things in, and you're not— like, this is, this is a central thing to this plot, and it doesn't go anywhere. Because by the end, she just gets taken away, and her daughter runs off, like you said, Jordan, to walk the fucking desert until she can find something. And then uh, we end up happily ever after in, like, fucking Bali or something. So, I don't know. It was just frustrating seeing that. Zero. Got that. <laughs> so we were paying $7 to watch this movie.
2: I, I want to say that I think it would have gone more... Towards the ten or eleven, uh, as a group consensus, if they wouldn't have done the two endings, that's kind of everyone's like yeah. like that already. When I saw, I'm like, I can't go fifteen now. Like, there's no way, you know. And I look at it like I did not like that. It really was a cop out, and everyone kind of is on the same page, right? You know, like well, that really, really hurt the, the the rating system of it. but Yeah. Hey, it is what it is.
0: But it would it still be what it is if Tom Cruise was in this movie? Yeah.
2: I, I this is a tough question cuz I think I would personally take out Travolta even though I like him and I disagree but I would do the Travolta I think he would have been I can just see him in like the, the Jerry Maguire like yeah, like yeah. arms up when he's talking to Penny like I'm your man, you know what I mean? I, that's what I see. I, I don't know, you know. Like,
0: but do you think Tom Cruise could be in that Pitbull video?
2: No. No, no, no. Tom Cruise is not going to be messing around with Mr. International. Okay? Like,
4: like no. we said earlier, though, Tropic Thunder, though. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, great.
0: yeah, yeah. He has to be Travolta's character. I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, with one
3: exception. I don't think he could kowtow out to uh, Lotto when um, when he came over to the house. It would be more of a "you fucking need me, yeah. so you better respect me" kind yeah. of uh, scene, as opposed to like oh uh, yeah. you know Travolta.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> That's it for this episode of $20 Ticket. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at $20 Ticket. That's $20 Ticket. For more content, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you've got the time, leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them to $20Ticket at gmail.com. That's $20Ticket at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to twenty. Uh, did I hit record? That would have be been bad. My trash and treasure. No, my experience. My bad. Leslie, no, but Tom have a first. Dating in the day, dating in the night, Dating all day, cause we're keeping it tight. Yeah, yeah, are we gonna? Yeah, yeah. You guys ever heard of Wee Spot in
1: LA? It's yeah, a twenty-four hour. Like mm-hmm. if you're. In the men's locker room, like, you got to go inside the spa maybe, Right? Just John Travolta shows up. Right? My boy Sandy just broke his foot playing football. Right? So we didn't know it was broken at the time. We were like, let's go to We Spa. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll sweat it out. You know what I mean? Like, things will be good. As we're in the locker room changing, I bullshit you not, we all robe, going to the spa park. Sandy's sitting there with his foot in the water because he just broke his flesh. Sure.
2: John Travolta
1: shows up. Mind you, everybody's
0: naked. No, he doesn't. Oh, right
1: man. over my
3: boy Sandy. He did the,
1: whoa, he did whoa, the, whoa, he did the old tool.
0: He did the old man stance? Yes. No. Do he have
3: like a newspaper in his hand or something? Listen,
1: and he's just sitting there, he's like, man, what happened to your leg there? And just having a casual conversation. Just balls in this dude's face, right? So it got awkward, so they're like, hey, man, let's go. Go to the locker room, you know what I'm saying, start changing, getting ready to go. Guess who shows up? Travolta. Travolta. Right next to him. Just standing there like, hey, man, so, you know, hopefully your ankle gets better. Da-da-da-da-da. Were you starstruck at all? or No, <laughs> and the, the weird thing was, right? <laughs> I mean, it's an awkward situation. I'm like,
4: are you, like, trying to block that but, out? I mean, and, it's like, like it's at LA,
1: you know what I'm saying? And, like, you just seen him, like, with his, all his clothes on, so you're just like... You know, like, cool, there's John Travolta, right? He drove this sick ass saline Mustang, right? The weird part is, mind you, he's gray hair, you know what I mean, like balding, like the yeah. whole nine, right? I bullshit you not. He was hosting, or one of the, the speakers, I think it was for the Oscars. Um, he had a maroon tux on or something like that. That's the year he presented, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he presented. This motherfucker had black, a full head of black hair, and I was like, fuck, Hollywood is magical. Yep. But that, my history of John Travolta was that moment of him just having balls in my boy Sandy's face. Well. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, like John, come on, man. John Travolta? John Travolta. I don't know. That's crazy. John Travolta. Ask him. Text him. See if he goes to Wii Spa. Guaranteed. How are you going to
4: text John Travolta?
1: I'll hit him up 20. right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah.